What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Love God, Love Sex podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Heath. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Jamie. Hope y'all doing good tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Today, tonight, every day. Hope you guys are excelling. Hope you guys are healing. Hope you guys are learning. Most importantly, I hope you guys are finding yourselves, even in the mundane parts of your life, picking up a pen, sitting down at work, turning on your laptop, you're just finding yourself. Always thank you for all the love we're getting on TikTok and social media. Check us out at Love God Love Sex Pod, TikTok, YouTube. Follow us on TikTok, subscribe on YouTube, and subscribe at the audio platforms we're a part of. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Pick one. You don't have to do all three. If you want to do all three, we welcome that too. Leave us a comment if you're enjoying the show. Uh, comments are helpful. And rate us. You know, put us whatever you want. We prefer five out of fives. Those are the kind of stars that make our eyes gleam with brightness. Today's episode, a response, a thoughtful response to Ebony K. Williams' response to her comment on the bus driver. We had a conversation a couple of weeks ago where we talked about Ivana, Ivana Van Zant, a famous self-help guru, well-known practitioner of healing and promoting wellness among families, especially, uh, I've said before, between mothers and their sons. And she talks a lot about relationships, you know, between men and women. Ebony K. Williams, she is a lawyer and now a media pundit who has her own show on Revolt TV. We discussed what happened where Ivana had asked her in the middle of their conversation about relationships, if she would date a bus driver, Ebony responds, well, only if he owns the bus. And that kicked off a whole conversation about finding a man of worth and value, not just based on what his profession is or these high status professions, but rather than who he is and the intention he brings in his heart and how he practices that in his daily life. Well, Ebony responded. She gave a nice little response on TikTok this week where she discussed what she meant and what she talked about in her clapback as people said, would you date a bus drive? Would you date a bus driver viral clip is that. There seems to be a problem in the African-American community, the larger black community, where she her intention was not to hurt or defame or deride anyone who has a profession of driving a bus or any other kind of working class profession, but that she wants to understand and she wants everyone to understand that this was not about just thinking about driving a bus, but for us to aspire and think bigger about ways in which members of the black community, man, woman, anybody in between, can be achieving and an achiever and always thinking bigger and thinking higher. And she said that this kind of deference to mediocrity is really the cause of what's driving us down. And the perpetrator of that is white supremacy. Did I capture that right, Jay? I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to misquote. I'm impressed of that going video right here. On you, you might need to do that. All I know okay. is I felt like it was a bunch okay. of BS. Here we go. Here we go, guys. Out of the fifty thousand plus comments posted on social, I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position, and recognizing that I am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when I said what I said. But see, no, some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse. 
Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. No, I will not create a soft place for you or anybody that I love to fall comfortably into the bigotry of low expectations. So I'm going to say one more time, there's absolutely nothing wrong with driving a bus. My mother Gloria drove one for years. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. And in this case, it takes the form of conditioning black Americans to happily accept being a permanent American underclass. But see, because I know the truth about black folk in America, no, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. There we go. That was Ebony K. Williams' clapback. Yeah, she could have kept that all those, though. <laughs> She could have kept that all to herself. Because you know what, bro? The conversation was really about standards, right? So if your standard is that's not what you want for yourself, leave, leave it there. You don't have to defend that position. Like, I think sometimes when you deal with folks who might be um, a little bit more educated in the psychology space, when they say stuff like, or they use language like, that's a problem, you get defensive. You know what I'm saying? And, and as soon as you know, Ebony made her point about, she didn't really make a point. She just said, if he owned the bus, the first thing she heard back was, see, that's a problem. And I mean, you know, Iyanla went to go on and tell her why it was a problem and why she would do something like that. But yo, son, if, if those are the preferences that she has, those are the standards that she, she could have left it there. She didn't need to do all of this whole clap back and explain and defend that position. Well, people said she was she clapping feels. back. I don't think, she, you know, she was clapping back, but she was responding to it because apparently there was a lot of comments. And I'm sure some of those comments, I, I believe her about those comments. I'm sure those comments went in on her and I'm sure there was comments about black women. It's typically how things work on the internet. You know, not only do you get chastised for your beliefs, but then whatever group people perceive you to be a part of then gets you know, chastised. If you're part of the trans community, we're bringing down the trans community. If you're a white male, we're bringing down the white male community. If you're a black male, we're bringing down the straight black male community. Whatever community you're a part of, they go, <laughs> you know, screw you and your mama too. <laughs> you just, you know, Johnny yeah. Witherspoon to Eddie Murphy in the comedy cellar or uh, the you know comedy store. So I, I, I think that I believe did happen. I agree with you though. I don't. I don't think she needed to come back and respond no, that to was this. Necessary. I think what she said also just didn't seem to fit. It, you it, know it, what? It, 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 to uh, me, it almost kind of reminded me of Will Smith's apology. Too little, too late. If she had expressed all of this when she first made made her statement, and it felt like it had all of this depth and breadth to it, this might have come across a little differently. But obviously, you've had a date or two to kind of process that and listen to these comments. And I'm pretty sure you have a team of people who are helping you craft that. It just wasn't necessary. The yeah, it was, it was, was overkill. Necessary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It was overkill. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know. She was justified when she said what she said from the beginning. 
Yeah, period. Yeah, for, for sure. If it's like if someone was. was like, would you play ping pong? Heck no. I played ping pong. And someone's like, well, that's your problem. Ping pong actually is a great sport. They're actually research now showing that those who play racket sports live longer. And then you come back and see, see, the issue I have with y'all is that you're so busy on the racket sports, you're not seeing the opportunity <laughs> to actually move your body in other sports. And that's, you know, it's like, come on. It's like, I, I don't. Now, I, again, in our pursuit to be good ethicists as much as possible and to be well-rounded thinkers, I think we have to be charitable. So let's let's take the charitable side that I want to come back to the critique that we just started. The charitable point of view is people who put themselves out here on the internet through a show, her case, she's on Revolt TV. When you people have a, a point opinion that they really disagree with or they consider to be divisive or just a galvanizing thought, right? It brings all this attention to it, it sucks all the energy out of the room, comes with a lot of criticism. There's just an onslaught of critique, criticism, vitriol, invective that just colors and fills up your inbox. Every time you go online, there's another comment. And people have talked about the psychological stress of carrying the weight of hundreds, thousands, sometimes millions of voices destroying you to the point where people will say, go kill yourself. And I imagine dealing with those comments when she's just saying, hey, I want a man who performs at a certain level. As you said, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just what you want. It gets to a point where I see people online, black folks who say, well, I just want to be with someone of a different race. I just saw a sister the other day on one of these TikToks saying black women need to open the door to dating men of other races, which I'm in total agreement with. Find who you need to find based on the characteristics. Me and you have talked about Caucasian women we know who only date black and can't seem to find the right guy in the black side. So me and you have said, go find somewhere else. Always about focusing on the characteristics focusing on the character as opposed to just the phenotypic features that are drawing you to that person. And I think the same thing with Ebony, that's okay. The challenge becomes when you put that out there, people just give you this onslaught and now you feel like you need to respond. And I think that's where things probably went left for her. And I also, just, just to be charitable in a second point that I want to hear how you view her from charitable point of view is we have to allow people to be people. Tr trying to control and influence what they say is driving us insane and not giving us any space in our own minds to think through what matters to us because we're always clogging up the real estate of our mind with other people's junk, with other people's furniture. If you had a house and people were moving around and they kept putting their furniture in your house, you have no place to sit, no place to rest. You have people always coming in and out of your house, taking their furniture because you're allowing all of this access. And so there's this, in, you know, a movement in and this egress. You'd never have any peace. People open up your garage door at four in the morning. Come, oh, I got to get my, sorry, man, I got to get my sofa. Someone else coming in at six in the morning, dropping off a sofa. It's ridiculous. And I think that's part of what also is going on in this instance. But I want to hear from you, man. Which from your, you know, just being charitable, what's your point of view in sense of in defense or just trying to understand her point of view? I don't know that I have one. Again, I, I just feel like it did. It wasn't necessary. I had an English teacher who always used to say, if somebody uses more words than are necessary to make a point, they're either lying or they just like hearing themselves talk. Yeah, I think Warren Buffett says the same thing. They're trying to dissuade you or 
trying to cover something up than not being integral. And, and I really feel like that's, I felt like she was trying to save face because maybe there was a part of her that felt like, yo, there's a lot of, I mean, my, my mother's a bus driver. was a bus driver. And there's a lot of brothers from our community who you supposedly say you love and stand up for and you cheer for. But in Come the moment, but, this, but that's on. the thing. But that's the thing. In the moment, you felt how you felt. It doesn't take away from the fact that you love black men. You could have just kept it at, yo, yeah, I want to date a black man, but I want to date a black man at this status. And it would have been okay. It would have been totally fine. Like nobody can blame you for what you want in your life. No one has anything to say about how Ebony K. Williams is living her life. So if you only want to date the bus owner, date the bus owner, babe. Nobody's going to be, nobody can really be mad at you or judge you for that. Well, yeah, that I think that's that's the whole thing. No one can be mad at you or judge you for that. I didn't think she really needed a response. I think this was a great piece of marketing material for her. I was not that familiar with her and her work. And this viral clip definitely fulfilled the old adage as, you know, no such thing as bad press. Because while maybe she came out of that interaction on the downside or the bottom position, she definitely came out on top as far as notoriety and brand awareness as far as her show and brand awareness as far as her personal or professional brand. That is great. And I yeah. support that. So I think she won. In this case, she won. She wasn't saying anything hyper-inflammatory against a particular race or religious demographic or uh, people with dis living with disabilities. She said something that was all about her dating preference. And because she said that, she got really super famous and she really got the virility behind that clip. Hey, man, that's an ideal way. You're not getting popular like Donald Sterling. No one knew who Donald Sterling was until he made those comments. He went viral for very bad reasons. Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, got virility for very bad reasons. Phil Jackson right now. Yeah, Phil Jackson is getting virility <laughs> for very bad reasons. She got virility. It's just that she wasn't the hero in that clip. She was the villain. But here's the thing that me and you talk about when we talk about our, our one of our top 10 principles of marketing, right? In marketing, you can be the hero or you can be the villain. That's not a bad position to be the villain. And it's not a great position to be the hero. It's just you are the hero or you are the villain. The greatest second thing about marketing is you can change who you are at any given moment. Sometimes for strategic purposes, you go from the Gotta villain to the hero. Villain, yeah. mm -hmm. And for other strategic purposes, you become uh, the villain. But I said the villain to the hero. And for, you go from the hero to the villain. There's really no bad position. The only bad position is when someone finds you to be irrelevant or they're apathetic about your presence. Yeah. Yeah, it's no really pro wrestling on steroids. Mm -hmm. When you come out, they're cheering you. Great. They come out and they're booing you. Great. They come out and they're just like, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to go to the bathroom and maybe pick up that hot dog. And is this where you want me? You want me to get? Now, you said you want a diet. I, said, I didn't see a diet coke. At the, they're having a whole conversation about what they're going to eat because they're walking down the aisle. While you're walking down the aisle. You. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're doing your best poses. You might even have a championship belt on you. And the guys in the gorilla position see that and they're going to say, yo, we got to take the belt off this guy. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> He's costing us money. Yeah, yeah. Or she's costing us money. They're costing us money. Every time they come out. It's just, and eventually they're going to get you good. WWE is known for good luck on your future endeavors. <laughs> right? That's what they say when they fire you. Good luck on your future endeavors. Funny enough, that's actually who bought them, Endeavor. Anyway, 
that's where you're a problem. She doesn't have that problem right now. She has face. She's the villain. She's the heel. That's perfect. Play the heel role. Candace Owens plays it all the time. Ben Shapiro plays it all the time. There's other podcasters who play uh, the, the the hero. Uh, what's this dude we like to read? Lex Friedman. Joe Rogan. Rogan does it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They're the hero all the time. Mm-hmm. But Even the, the Breakfast Club. They yeah. Do it. Yeah. Sometimes they're the hero. Sometimes they're the villain. And they do it with multiple personalities. Oh, yeah, exactly. So like... And one day you, you hate Charlemagne. Another day you think he's a hero. One day you can't stand DJ Envy. The other day he's a hero. Right. Some days they say something you just totally agree with. Oh, that's all. That's my man Charlemagne. Other days you're like, yeah, man, Charlemagne and DJ Envy. Such a, uh, I can't stand their position. I think that's what she has. That is literally, when we talk about marketing, I mean, you talk about marketing often, that's one of the our number one top three principles. That's another thing that made me feel like it was BS. The platform she chose to do this on. The clapback wasn't on hers. It was on The Breakfast Club. It was? No, yeah. I, I, that, that was on, I saw. The clapback was on The Breakfast Club. I just saw what I saw was on, on Revolt. The joint I just played was on Revolt. Or she but, did. She did something on the Breakfast Club. Oh, the Grio with yeah, the Grio with Kevin. So it was the Grio. Yeah, the, but yes, yeah, the but, Grio's but on Roll TV. Yeah, that that and, and that's fine. That's fine. That 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 was on. It's on both. I think she was making the the rounds. I think in black culture, let's talk about because we know we do know that black culture is pop culture. It's one of the main bricks of the foundation of pop culture. I won't say it doesn't leave room for other things. So there's other cultures that inform pop culture in this country, but black culture is pretty much 85 to 90% of that. And it's really hip hop culture. Yeah. But just black culture. But fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. It's very difficult as a black person to be on the opposite side of what majority of black folks are. Hey, I don't believe in spanking. Mm, you're going to have a problem in the black community. Hey, you know, I'm pro interracial dating. That's all you should do is interracial dating. Hmm. You're going to have a problem. Hey, I voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a problem. Hey, guys, I don't believe in washing my chicken. I take it right out of the packaging, put it into the on the pan or the oven. You're going to have a problem in the black, black community. Card revoked. Black card revoked right there. <laughs> you can't play, can't play spades. I mean, this is some things that black folks really have a problem with in black pop culture. You know, you're a white artist and you're not giving credit to the black artist that you're so blatantly either borrowing from, and some people just borrow, and some people just blatantly steal, and you don't give any homage or recognition in interviews or in any of your music or your platforms to black culture, you're going to have a problem. Now, again, that was just, I I deviated and went to a non-black person. The point I'm making is that when you're a black person in black culture, it's just that much more difficult. And she was probably under a lot of just attacks because people, as she said, see black women as gold diggers and you think you're better than us. And here comes the vitriol and here comes the judgment. And here comes, this is why you black women aren't getting ahead. And this is why you guys are single and you think you're all that. It is what it is in a negative way is what it is. Meaning that this is stuff that we have to start to continue to challenge. Sorry, start to challenge if we want to have better relationships in you know, the black heteronormative community. This is where we have to start. She didn't deserve all that. And no black woman deserves all that. Just like I don't think black men deserve to be castigated for some of their positions and views. 
that they may have that may come off as conservative or that may come across as expansive. Like that black woman said, hey, I believe that black people should be dating outside their race. And black men say the same thing. I, I agree with both. You, you pursue who you want to pursue. Who am I to stop you? I don't want to police your bedroom. But bringing it back to Ebony K. Williams now to kind of circle back, because we're trying to be charitable now. I think we've shifted to the critique, which is fine. Did it quite seamlessly. I'm hoping that she is able to capitalize on this moment and flip it into something else. That's what I would hope would be the outcome for her from this and to also rest on what she believes in. She's obviously telling us that she's going to date who she wants to date. I just felt the stretch of connecting mediocrity to white supremacy was just like for this argument. Yeah. It's just like this. Yeah. It was so unnecessary. Yeah. I just felt was just like, and the whole thing, you guys are used to getting a, <laughs> you guys are used to getting C's and D's and being coddled. I was like, yo man, I, I just, none of that was necessary. Yeah. I think she was really trying to clap back and I was just like, it's, it's not going mm -hmm. over well. Yeah. I think the school analogy didn't work. I, yeah, the clapback was unnecessary. Everything she's like the points that she made um, about the deference to mediocrity were understandable, but they were not necessary. I don't think they were applicable either. Yeah. Yeah. When people say things like, I don't need to go to school because when I grow up, I'm going to X. And X could be anything. Skydive. I don't know. Right. I'm going to be a, a sports adventure person. Then I think you start bringing in the school element because there are pockets of communities where they don't see school as relevant when we know school can be very relevant, not just for the sake of equals MC squared and learning the war of 1812 took place in a, the year 1812, but because school provides you socialization for some people, it's a great pathway to get into certain kinds of projects and uh, other kinds of experiments, whether you're in the lab or you're learning how to, how to write, uh, you know, you're getting into English and maybe you're becoming a writer, you're getting into science, you want to become a scientist. There are pathways, even though we have a challenge with our curriculum nowadays in the ways in which school is conducted. We've talked about title, not even title nine, but we've talked about ways in which school is great sometimes for, for young girls, but it's not great for boys, young boys, and then young adults and so forth and so on. So there's definitely recalibration. I think if that was the argument, then that's fine. Making it about people being mediocre just because I don't know. They got C's and D's, and then they were coddled. Well, wow. that's what she's saying, that basically, if all you're happy being is a bus driver, she doesn't see that as the highest attainment of maybe one's professional life or professional career. She does say she doesn't have a problem with bus drivers, but that people who just think that you should be happy with what you get is, for her, mediocrity. And there are people who think that. I just don't think that's really what the blowback is. I think the blowback is we are dealing now in our black dating culture and our black mating culture with mis mismatches because we do know from facts, black women are the most educated group in, in the United States. They are attaining and working to attain more wealth, even though that's very difficult due to a lot of issues going on in our, our systems. And that black men and men in general are languishing. This is what Scott Galloway, as we like to call him, Saint Scott Galloway. You like to call him that. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joke as in the ways in which the Republicans call Reagan, you know, oh, Bill Maher made a joke. Uh, the Reagans call, uh, the Republicans call Ronald Reagan like Saint. 
Ronald Reagan, St. Ronald. Uh, but seriously, Scott Galloway's talking about men languishing and we need better programs for them. I think that's where women feel like, well, I'm not going to bring myself down in order to be with somebody who can't meet some of my needs materially and even intellectually. I think often the argument is made about material, right? He can't pay for half to go to Turks and Caicos. He can't even pay to go to Turks and Caicos. And that becomes the argument. But for some of these women, they'll talk about even intellectual stimulation and yeah. you know, broadening their horizons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shannon Sharp was on an interview recently, I think, with... Um, Ocho Cinco? Was it that one? No, uh, he was he was with Steve Harvey, and he was saying how oh, he yeah. really didn't really have running water and use a toilet until his brother came back from the league and bought a house in 88. He was like, 18, 19. There's people in rural, like, America who just don't have certain experiences because they're not exposed. And a person who's of a more urbane cosmopolitan experience probably wouldn't want to be with somebody who's never had running water before. Now it's an extreme example, but it's happened because Shannon Sharp is only 55. Still happening. Still happening. What does that mean? For people who don't have the same experiences, oh, I don't want to go to to Paris because I'm not into those big buildings or I'm not into like French and French people and they don't shave their underarms. And people have all these kind of prejudices that that come out and there's critiques that come out and you're looking at them like, but I want to go see Notre Dame. I want to go, I want to be in the streets where Chevalier Saint-Georges walked. I want to see where Voltaire hung out. I want to see what Benjamin Franklin was doing his thing. And he can't connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just go to the Chargers game tonight. Uh, wings and pizza again? Damn, <laughs> so we can't even get sushi. We can't yeah, I don't eat raw fish. Else? I don't like fish. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, nah, what's, what's that? Why they got all these rice? Why is this guy in a funny hat cooking in front of me? <laughs> cooking in the back, you bring it out. This yeah. is Benny Hanna's. Benny who? Right. Benny Hill. What? <laughs> Mitch Watkins. Yeah, I worked with him down at the job. I didn't know he had a restaurant. Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> Carlito's way. Yeah, yeah it's a real, real, real good spot. A lot for of little villages. Yeah, so I, I, I think for some of these women, that's that's what you're talking about is the stimulation. It's the connection about things that are of a certain level of that enrich your intellectual life, your spiritual life. And also even your sexual and mating life. And by mating, I also mean like having children, being together. You know, what role do I have? What role do you have? Certain people, as they get become more educated and exposed, they bring on different parts of that, uh, of themselves and of the world. And they bring that into their, their mating culture, their baby raising culture. Some of these women feel like these men don't have that connection with them. And that's also critiqued. Again, sidebar. Sorry, real, yeah. real quick. Sidebar. This because it's, it's. I think it, it. We need to say this right now because we've talked about it before. But I feel like it's a great reminder. Guys, good piece of game. Have some conversation. Mm. Just you'll just bring some conversation to the table. You know what I'm saying? We we talked about before. You think about your dick game. Upgrade your lick game. But even before that, or outside of that. You got to work on your talking game. Mm. You got to work on that intellectual stimulation. You don't even have to be talking the whole time, but 
if your woman likes to talk and throw ideas or because I mean this is how women communicate, right? They they could be they could talk about a whole lot of different topics in one conversation. When guys get together, it's like we talk about what we need to talk about and that's it. Yeah. 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 But for the most part, it's just like if this is what your woman likes to do or somebody you like you like is into conversation, yo, you gotta engage. And you gotta know how to engage. Have a little bit of knowledge about this, a little bit of knowledge about that. You know what I mean? Do some reading, read some article, like whatever it is, just have some knowledge so you can contribute to the conversation. Because what you just said just really made me think about that. Like, it's not just economically you can't get on her level. It's intellectually you're not stimulating her. Oh, yeah, yeah. So your talk game, your lick game, your dick game. I I, I think that's what's – and, again, that doesn't get surfaced as much because we always go to the Maserati and the Aston Martin and the Turks and Caicos and the Dubai and, you know, a house for – you know, two point eight million with with the with the pool in the back and and another house side house for your mama and them to live. And that has its place. It has its place, like but that. I don't think that's all women are. Ref- these women, high cultured, highly educated women, are referring to. Right. They want to be right. able to bring you to their gala event at their job. They just got done creating, you know, a, a new vaccine or a new breakthrough in their healthcare organization. She's getting an award, and you want to wear brown shoes with a black ensemble you want to come in hawaiian at a hawaiian shirt <sighs> no let's keep it real you want to come in hawaiian shirt and flip-flops to her work <laughs> retreat yeah she was nice enough to bring you to the work retreat but now right yeah we're going to go to the pool later but i still have some round you know some some speeches to give i got to participate in a panel you're coming with me and you you already got your, your pool clothes on. We're going back to the hotel to get to the pool clothes. Right. This ain't the mixer time yet, bro. Yeah. You coming in. I need you. You ain't got to be dressed up, but yo, be in a shirt, in a blazer, some nice shoes. You 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 don't know that? Iron your polo. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. What what what's what's going on here? And many women just, when they're high-powered, as most high-powered people know, time is of the essence. Time is of the essence to that woman. She has to get up in the morning. She has to hit her workout. She has to hit her PRs, right, personal personal records. Then she's going to take a shower. She has her stuff laid out. She's getting dressed. She's going downstairs. She has to give a lecture here to talk about her breakthrough. She's a lecture here to talk about her research. She's got to deal with what I sometimes like to call um, certain folk drama. And you're coming in here with Hawaiian shorts on. Hawaiian shorts? I mean, I know we're in Hawaii, but that's not the point. <laughs> I brought you to Maui, to the Ritz-Carlton, so you can get, we can both have an experience, but that's for later. What, you're embarrassing me. You're wasting my time. Then you're arguing with me about that and arguing with me you know, about this. That's what I also believe women are talking about, that the kind of quality of life where you feel like you're being dragged down into unnecessary back and forth in arguments or just basic life yeah that's what i've heard a lot of women say almost a lot of guys are just basic mm-hmm. yeah yeah just yeah well you know i'm just gonna sit here at the bar so you're not gonna come with me to to see me on the panel no you'll be all right rock knock him dead babe break a leg <laughs> <laughs> well i brought you here because i thought we could spend some time together but part of spending time is oh, just we, we, later on tonight all the time we're gonna spend all the time that little thing you Once like to do with your mouth Right. Once your clothes are off, all the time. Yeah, and it's like, that don't cut it, homie. She'd like you to come see and support her emotionally 
while she go gives gives that speech because there's people in there who just because they're wearing three piece suits. Uh, there's an old old book, snakes in three piece suits, snakes in suits. <laughs> there's colleagues who are upset that she's getting that award. There's colleagues that are upset that she got that research. And once they see your big black ass there, they may think twice about that slick ass comment they're going to make. Not because you're going to get violent. It's just your presence matters. <laughs> so when they see Carl or Clarence or Cleophus, and this is this is my boyfriend Cleophus. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay, Jenny. Well, good speech. And when you're not there, it's oh, nice speech, Jenny. How long that take you? Okay. I mean, ma masculine provision is definitely a deterrent. Mm -hmm. Masculine protection. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. You, you, know, a deterrent. you know, it's unfortunate. I'm not saying that's the way things should be. I'm just saying that is a case where sometimes things play out that way. And your presence matters to her. Instead of you doing the hand motion, like she's, she's getting going down on you, you know, go to the go to the breakfast, get some breakfast, get her some breakfast, and let, let's go, babe. We're out here to support you. And on that note, reached our time. Thanks for listening. We're available. Wait, 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 wait. Just last words. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please do. Jump in. <clears throat> I heard this from a very wise person one day. I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Had, to. Ahead, Had, Had to. Had to. Go ahead, bro. Uh, available on socials, TikTok. Follow us at Love God Love Sex Pod. YouTube. Subscribe at Love God Love Sex Pod. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, all the audio platforms. All day at Love God Love Sex Pod. Subscribe. Leave us a rating. We like five ratings. And leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. And email us at connectthelovegodlovesexpodcast.net. Open to show ideas and suggestions. That's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Peace, y'all.